0: Hey there, welcome back. It's Kathleen and you're listening to This Insecure Life. So I'm going to do a blanket uh, content warning for this episode. Um, I'm not sure exactly what will come up um, because that is the nature of how I record and how I (laughs) storytell. But today's episode will contain uh, street harassment, fat shaming, um, potential weight mentions, potential restriction, purging, anything sort of eating disorder and body related. Um, And there's always that touch of mental health we seem to get into each week. So if any of that means you're not in the right headspace to listen, Please give yourself this space and know I love and adore you, especially the fact that you're going to take care of yourself and just turn the episode off right now. If you feel like you're good to continue, let's um dive in, I guess. So, yeah, I um went away this weekend. And it feels funny to say that I had a really good time because I ultimately did have a really good time. I went with a ragtag bunch of some of the best humans I have ever encountered. I was on a secluded island and there was lots of sun and lots of fun. Um, But... Because of who I am, unfortunately, after the second day and in this incident, I'll discuss in a moment, I felt it really hard to get out of my head and I felt really, really unsafe in my body. And it's been a very long time since I've felt that way. And um, how I recover typically in these situations is is very much a hermit state, which is maybe what I need to learn from this that it's it's actually okay to share your experiences and ask for help and um, I didn't really and I think potentially that was the wrong thing to do I made decisions in the moment because I didn't want to impact other people's weekends but I don't know if my energy shift without stating the reason was helpful or not. I know, um, I've been told in the past I should just tell people when things happen, but I also don't want to be that person who, like, brings people down. So, um, my story, I guess, isn't so much of a story as a pretty traumatic incident, if I'm honest. Um, too long, don't read version if you haven't listened to any previous episodes about sort of my body and going through those motions, um, I definitely have an undiagnosed eating disorder. It sort of crosses the thresholds across every aspect of every eating disorder. Um, I have massively restricted for years. I've also in the last couple. Um, and then there's the flip side of um, I was having some really big binges because of that restriction. And um, through those binges, it just brings a lot of body shame and, and um, lack of enjoyment from things that should give us pleasure. Because while food is fuel, it is also a pleasure in life. And we, um, we all deserve the simple things and the easy pleasures. And to enjoy what food brings to the table in regards to community and friends and family. And sharing cultures and experiences. Um, so at my lowest Weight. I was a dress size six in the in North America, um, which was not and will never be a sustainable place for my body. Um, I also have a touch of orthorexia, which is um, actually not a touch, a lot. <laughs> it's probably one of the main contributing factors, um, which is uh, over exercising, which is why movement is really hard for me because I can go into it with the wrong frame of mind and so if I'm not in a good place with my body, it's really bad for me to move my body, which sounds counterproductive because moving our bodies is a good thing, right? We're animals, moving feels good. But for me, if I'm in the wrong headspace, if I'm in a place of body shame, um, restriction, then I will restrict on one side and push my body to the extreme on the other, which is through exercise, which increases my anxiety, which increases my depression. So it's, um, it's a weird road that I've been on and it can be really difficult to explain the overlaps and the complications to people. And the truth is, I've hesitated about maybe sharing the story that I'm going to because I am a little bit over this. We need to, like, rip off the bandage and expose our wounds and traumatic experiences to people so that they'll get it. And I also want to say that at my largest... Um, So my smallest, I was a size six. At my largest, I was probably somewhere between a size 22 and 24, which still isn't that large in regards to um, other people's experiences, especially because even with um, my size and the fluctuations, I, I have that hourglass figure that um, is constantly pushed on us. So recognizing that form of privilege, the fact that I'm white, um, and, and just knowing that I'm coming from, this was my experience and this is how it impacted me and, um, working through sort of all of those things, so that I can live a really full life um, and not be thrown off by cruelty or how people treat me um, has always sort of been the goal of this podcast. And I feel like, unfortunately, this is a really good example of how even when we're feeling you know good about ourselves and we're taking those risks... Um, that shouldn't really be risk, but they are, we can end up in a really unsafe place because of how other people treat us. So, um, I'll say right now that I'm somewhere between a size 16 and a size 18 probably. I mean, it's more typically what i talk about sizes. I usually fall into three. So I'm somewhere between like a 14, 16, 18. Um, at my largest, it was like 20, 22, 24, Anyways, that is also a commentary on the fact that there is no standard sizing, and it's kind of bullshit in the end. But, um, yeah, I was at this really rad beach, uh, having a very chill day when I'm around a big group of people, um, if I'm not super close to the majority of them, I'll say, so like 90% of them, um... And I'm on that sort of odd man 10% 10 out. It's not that I get shy because I don't. It's just a lot of energy expended to meet that many people and have the type of conversations that I find I have even even on lighthearted beach holidays. Um, It's funny because that is something that I'm just accepting. I, I can't do small talk. I find it extraordinarily tiring, and um, usually it ends up like deep diving with people pretty quick. So uh, keeping that in mind, I was having a really quiet day watching people do their snorkeling thing, um, play Ultimate Frisbee uh, in sun tan. Everyone was staying hydrated, staying sunscreened up, and I had been there for a while, so was just ready to head back and make a really chill dinner before the kitchen kitchen got all booked and um was doing it on my own. No big deal. It's pretty easy trek back to where we were staying um but I was wearing my bikini um so I will preface this by saying I bought a bunch of bikinis at the beginning of the season because I had summer trips planned. And I've been feeling better about where my body's at and just appreciating everything it does for me. In my entire life, my body has constantly been there fighting for me and trying to keep me alive and trying to protect me. The trauma responses I have are a direct result of my body trying to keep me safe um, the fact that I gained weight post-restriction, my body trying to keep me safe. So that's sort of the narrative I've been working under. I don't know if I'll ever get to the point where I love my body, but I love parts of my body and I love that I know I can rely on this space. And so it was feeling really safe. And so I was wearing um, a seersucker blue bikini little tiny blue and white stripes and yes my belly was out because I have a belly (laughs) and um I'm just gonna say that my belly deserves to have sunshine as does yours it doesn't matter that it is not a flat belly it deserves to see the sun and Um, I was enjoying the walk home. I wasn't rushing. I was taking it moment by moment. Um, I want to say, like, it just felt really lovely to feel okay about where I was at and what my body could do for me and having a cute bikini on. And so, about halfway down this one path, um, I saw ahead of me, coming at me, a group about five or six people, and they were younger. I don't know necessarily how old they are, um, because I was trying not to look too quickly, because I just got a bad feeling. So the cover-up I was wearing that I had tied, I untied, so that I could actually wrap it around my body more. Um, and I mean, it was still see-through. It's one of the mesh like kimono things, (laughs) but I just, that was my natural instinct in that moment based on the vibe I was getting from this group coming towards me. So potentially maybe that action made them think, oh, we can get a rise out of this girl. Maybe they were always going to do what they were going to do, and that was my way of tuning into that and protecting myself. Anyways, I want to say they were probably somewhere between 16 and twenty twenty-two. Um I did not catch anyone's eye. I looked straight ahead and just kept walking because I've had a lot of catcalling and um, sexual harassment in that respect over the years, and that seems to be the best way to approach it um, because you never know how something will escalate and that isn't to say that if you want to say something back or catch their eye or stare them down I mean you got to take care of you in the best way you can in this moment it was very much a I just need to protect myself as much as I can and so as I got close to them and they got close to me Um, a couple of them started oinking at me, making oinking noises, like pigs. One of the girls said something very similar to, um, have you had too many drinks, piggy? And then one of the boys started making vomiting noises. And he did this repeatedly. Um, I will say that someone in their group... Isn't awful. I don't I don't know really what to tell them. They obviously could see that I was distressed and told them to shut up, but it had already happened. And I feel very unsafe in my body right now. So I had that experience and um I spent the rest of the walk home and a good hour and a half probably after. Trying to stave off a panic attack, which I don't know if I did a good job. And um, maybe I should have just let the panic attack come because it took a lot of energy to not, despite the fact that I couldn't breathe very well. I was very, very squirrely. That's not the correct word, but very... I was hypervigilant, highly aware of what was around me, who was around me, noises, laughter for the rest of the weekend. And so anytime someone laughed, it felt like they were laughing at me, even though it had nothing to do with me. Um, and I kind of, I think, told a friend when I got back, um, but I don't. It's, it feels pretty fuzzy. And then I had a shower because that was a form of self-care I could do in that moment. And, um, I just played some music. It was an outdoor shower, blasted the water, and I cried. Um, but I felt so fucking unsafe. And I still feel so fucking unsafe. And let's keep in mind that, again, I am not that much bigger than what average is in North America right now. I wear somewhere between a 14 and an 18. And I very much fall into the average size scale. Um, But I was harassed and I was attacked in a verbal way because of the audacity that I had to let my belly show while enjoying a beach day with friends. And... I'm struggling a lot right now to not fall into old patterns, to not throw up when I eat, to not um, count everything that goes into my mouth. to not make judgments based on good or bad or real or not real foods. Because the truth of the matter is, I do move my body. Um, I love going for walks. I love going to the the gym or the pool. I love having dance parties in my space. I love doing home workouts. Um... I enjoy these things and I do these things on average at minimum three to four times a week. But I also don't have a car and I walk everywhere. (sighs) So it's just, um, it's as simple as keep your fucking mouth shut that's, that's the lesson. Someone else's body does not impact you. And like, can we not find a way to actually have compassion for people? Because I said to one of my friends, I, I don't understand how larger fats deal with this on a daily basis. And having been on both ends of the spectrum, that phobia is a real thing. And it damaged me. Diet culture, this pervasive health movement, it has been a lot of the shit I have had to sort through. It's so toxic. And it's harmful. Why? Why should anyone feel unsafe in their own body? And there are massive amounts of ways to get to that moment where you feel unsafe in your own body and it is not restricted to just people who are in larger or fat bodies. It is not. It comes up in a whole variety of different ways, but it's cruel. It is cruel to make anyone feel unsafe in their own body. Bottom line, I feel so uncomfortable right now and so unsure about the clothes I put on and... I don't feel good wearing giant moos or pants in the fucking summer or having to wear a fucking one-piece or high-waisted bikini because someone doesn't want to see my fucking fat. But if I don't, then my safety gets put on the line. And if we think that words don't hurt, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. We're absolutely fucking lying to ourselves. Words hurt, and they hurt a lot, and they can do a hell of a lot of damage. I wish I had some answers um, in regards to how I'm going to move forward from this. Um, (laughs) in true me fashion, I've taken on a lot in a very short amount of time. Um, I also started some SSRIs that are really, for lack of a better term, really fucking with me and my space and my ability to, um, function. But hopefully... That adjustment will be short-lived, and it will be a good thing. Um, But it is... Oh, it's damaging. And so I guess this is my reminder to myself and my reminder to you that it takes zero dollars to be kind It takes zero dollars to not even be kind, but just keep your mouth fucking shut. It's less energy to let people just be. Um, And this is your reminder that your body does a lot for you. And we're all going to be unhappy with them to some degree because that's what society has taught us and that's what society continuously tells us and shoves down our throats and that's why the diet industry is a multi-billion dollar um, industry. (laughs) I was going to say organization, but it's not one organization. And there is a lot of life to be lived if we feel safe. And I think that's ultimately what this whole podcast is about. Trying to feel safe. Trying to feel secure. I would love it if someday I could change the title and start again and call it This Secure Life. Um... but it's not and this is this is why it's hard to keep your head held high and maybe maybe you've experienced this or something similar or you've had vitriol thrown at you for another reason and that's not okay either um Like I said, it it takes less energy and zero money to keep your mouth shut and just be kind. But I I didn't get that. And um, I don't know if I will ever be considered thin again. And that's something that I've had to come to terms with because... Being thin really did come at the expense of my mental health and my whole being. And so I missed out, a, out on a lot of things and a lot of experiences because of that. And right now I feel like I'm going to miss out on a lot of things Because people don't know how to not be monsters, essentially. Um, And I'm struggling with the fact that this doesn't happen to me all the time. And I know it happens to people all the time. And I'm struggling because... I would like to not have to have had to experience that it would be great if I could just wear a bikini and not have things thrown at me um because my body isn't the issue um I feel like I'm dancing around this but like Would I like to be thin? Probably. Of fucking course, because that's what I've been told is necessary for me to be successful and beautiful. And that's in every aspect of my life. And it's so much easier to blame when things happen on you because you're fat versus... um, Potentially, what the real story is. I mean, in this case, it was literally this occurred to me because I'm fat, but, um, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe someone doesn't like me and it has nothing to do with my weight, right? I mean, it could, and I'm sure that happens too, but um, probably not every time. I don't know. <laughs> it's just an easy, Fallback in an easy cop out, and it does more damage than good for me to feel and think those thoughts. Um, I will say that when this happened, and I took the next day to really be by myself a lot of the day, um, and I put another bikini on, and I let my belly breathe, and I was by myself, it felt really, really okay and and really lovely. But then you miss out on other aspects of community. And ostracizing people is not my thing. Even if it's (laughs) self-induced. So I think that's going to be my struggle is to not sink into what I've been unlearning and to not um, revert back to a life where I hide Um, but this sucked and I never want to experience it again and I never want anyone to ever experience it (sighs) And I'm hoping the person who told their friends to shut up explained why they needed to shut up once I was out of earshot. Explained that what they did was cruel. And I... Here's the thing. If you feel the need to throw vitriol at someone who is walking by themselves for whatever reason, whether you are sexually harassing someone who is walking alone, whether you are fat shaming and harassing someone for their size, color of their skin, something they're wearing, um, their haircut, scars, anything anything that makes them stand out, and it could just be the fact that they're alone, if you seriously feel the need to make them feel unsafe, please take a step back and evaluate why you feel the need to do that. What sense of power, what sense of control, what delight are you getting out of that that you can't get out of Going surfing, enjoying a piece of cake, having a really good beer with a friend, sex, um, you know, putting that effort into enhancing your career, if you're literally picking on people who are by themselves and you can tell they're not going to fight you back. First of all, if you're listening to this podcast, it is probably not the right podcast for you. Um, but feel free to hate listen, I guess. I don't know. But I seriously wish you self-awareness and therapy. And I truly hope no one ever makes you feel the way that I felt and still residually feel right now. Every single human being on this planet, regardless of their ability or disability, regardless of how thin or how fat they are, and the composition of that, muscle versus fat, um, regardless of whether they can afford to eat healthy and real food all the time, or they know, go to shoppers. And get some really cheap ramen because that is what they can fucking afford. Because this is all so much more than just shouting at someone and calling them a pig and making vomiting and oiking sounds. This is why I have an issue with the co-opting of body positivity and the use of thick when all of these things started as a way for the most marginalized people to take their power back. So (laughs) I mean like, like Stonewall and the Pride um, protest, this didn't start with white people. I'm sorry, again, we have zero culture. and are the oppressors. And that doesn't mean that I didn't feel and I don't feel how I feel. But this is, this is tied to so much more and so much systematic oppression and racism. And it's not my knowledge. Um, it's not my knowledge. It is not where I'm most knowledgeable Um, it's not my forte I am not the right person for that education in in the sense of me educating other people um, I'm going to continue to educate myself as much as I can but even at that I still will not be the right person for people to learn from because there are so many things built into it that don't impact me Bodies have come in all shapes and sizes since the dawn of mankind. You can see it in art. You can trace body trends through art history. Bellies used to be real fucking in. Like, all about those bellies. Yeah, fertility. Woo! Um. But that doesn't change that in 2019 it's all about fitness and muscle gains and I'm not here to manipulate my body I want to nourish my body I want to take care of my body because it takes care of me and if that means I lose weight great if that means I gain weight I will still find a way to be body neutral as much as I can Um, this is a longer episode than I've done in a while. I feel like it was necessary. I will say I paused at one part to have a little bit of a cry. (laughs) I'm hoping this won't pull me under. But it definitely showed, um, the people in my life. And how they reacted, (laughs) um, kind of where they stand and and their biases that I've wondered about, and um, some of them might need to not stick around because that's going to be the safest thing for me. If you have zero fat friends, maybe maybe evaluate what's happening. Um, anyways, I'm going to peace out. I actually have a fuck ton of work to do tonight, and basically for the next year and a half, (laughs) which is a good thing, but um, I'm going to get to it. I love you. I adore you. If you've listened through this whole thing with me, um, if you've experienced anything like this, let's just try and spread a little bit more kindness, because... There's so much fucking hate in this world. If you're going to peace out, peace out. If you want to take a breath with me, let's take a breath together. Bye, guys.